You're listening to Perpessence with Brian Dussault. Welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dussault. Have you ever woke up and had a bad day for no reason? Maybe this happens most days. Do little things build up and stress you out? Well, today is the day you can make a decision. A decision to change. How do you do that, though? Well, you will have to learn how to master your day. We learn from San Diego's premier life coach, Wes Pinkston. I promise you, this episode is packed with knowledge bombs. Hello, Wes. Welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I checked out your website and something caught my attention. And it was like a little blog post you had. There, It's really, really well organized website. And the post was called Mastering Your Day. And it really caught my attention. And I I read that right away. That's the first thing I saw. And it kind of made me want to make that the topic of this episode, talking about, you know, how to take control and master your day and kind of get out of that funk. Absolutely. Well, thank you uh, for taking the time to, to read it. Um, I had kind of mixed feedback and there was, there were a few people that thought it was a little, a little strong. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I guess when you, when you begin to consider mastering your day, it scares people because it assumes that, that you, that you have that power, uh, to master your day. And essentially you have to take full responsibility of, uh, of each decision, you know, because essentially every day has limitless possibilities. And uh, based on your decisions, um, <laughs> then you get what uh, what you paid attention to. So you have For to be sure. very clear about what it is that you want, what it is that you value. Um, and that kind of gets back into having a hierarchy and uh, and and giving value to certain things over over other things. And that gets back to what do you what do you want? Um, and, uh, this is, I mean, you can, depending on your school of thought, who you hang out with, uh, what you believe that you have the potential for yourself, um, it can seem a little crazy to think that you can just willfully focus on yourself, what you are partaking in each day. Uh, I, I find that a lot of people that I talk to, especially clients of mine, um, they're very externally focused, you know, focused on the Cavaliers game and who they're going to play tonight and um, what grade my daughter got on her, on her project. And, Oh, did I do my taxes this year? And very externally focused, um, kind of psychic energy is poured into all these different external endeavors. And I'm not saying they're not warranted, um, but you need to not just get pulled into these different avenues and stop yourself and say, is this worth 30 minutes of me really pouring my, my mental energy into? And some you'll say, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I should spend some time reflecting and 
and, and concentrating because it all takes energy. I mean, to, to, to stay upright and to use your brain is incredibly energy, um, draining. So being able to make sure we focus on the right things that we're eating, um, scheduling the most important things in the day that, um, with, re- with, with regards to, the, with regards to, our own energy efficiency. Like you want to schedule the most important things when you're feeling peak, when you're in like a different kind of flow state and you're really focused, you don't want to be scheduling the most important items when, um, you know, at the end of your day, when you're, when you're really tired. So it's kind of a long answer, but yeah, like (laughs) it, it can seem overwhelming if you view your life in like a year and what am I going to do in five years and 10 years and tomorrow it's going to be a new day, most likely. And, um, you have a whole bunch of different uh, possibilities and you have infinite potential. And are you going to make the same decisions that you made today? Or are you going to tweak uh, maybe eating a little bit less if you feel that you just overeat? Uh, are you going to read a book as opposed to watching the basketball game? Uh, and these kind of small micro routines that you begin to shift uh, over time, if, if you're able to be uh, consistent with them, they can have profound change within the, uh, within your day. But yeah, I find like the day as, as a nice, it's a nice structure that doesn't seem too overwhelming. Um, so I, I do like the whole mastering your day. And I'm going to tell you what, as anybody who's trying to change any kind of habit or routine, it is very, very difficult. I would say it's the most difficult thing that you're doing because you're trying to change neurological structures and habits that are deeply embedded. Um, so it's if you change anything, you should definitely uh, pat yourself on the back because it's damn tough to change anything. Uh, so very true. I I totally totally get where you're coming from. And before before we move on, I just want everyone to uh, I want you to tell everyone what your profession is. Um, as of yesterday, actually, I got into. Um, the, the a doctorate a doctorate program uh, for clinical psychology here here in San Diego where I'm currently residing so um, this fall 2018 I'm going to be uh, you know putting the next four years into uh, becoming a clinical psychologist but congratulations guess, uh, thank you yeah I'm pretty uh, pretty excited about that the past two years I've uh, been if you were to give it a label, which <laughs> not really too fond of the term life coach, okay. um, but uh, it is a, f- a form of being able to be a tool for other people to to actualize their highest potential to see things within them that they may, may not be able to see or see certain habits where they're their own toxic or they're their, they're their own obstacle and um, just being a nice sounding board for people. So I guess you could consider myself uh, or call me a, a life coach. Um, which is a, a form of a, a therapist, a healer, and somebody who's um, taken the time and has been very fortunate to to begin to understand his own mind or at least put more of his daily energy into himself as opposed to trying to manipulate the outside world or waste time. <laughs> I've started the the path of really taking full responsibility of my life, my actions, my attitudes towards every situation. And, um, people notice that 
quite a profound transformation was was taking place, and um, it led to a few conversations about maybe some some things that I had learned that maybe they could benefit from, and it led into, um, you know, the realm of life coaching. But I want to go even further into the into the, the clinical setting and really be a legitimate uh, voice in the community, being a a, a licensed psychologist. So right. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, back to your original answer. What stuck out to me was paying attention and how you're saying there's external factors that are basically consuming most of the population. But if you're having a bad day, you know, all you're thinking about is how bad your day was. You're not paying attention to anything else but if you kind of pay start paying attention like it just seems like life throws all kinds of bones at you during the time you're having a bad time that all you need to hear is that one sentence or all you need is to you know cheer up and get your mind off of it off of uh that bad bad time you're having and also paying attention to why you're feeling like feeling like that the the source the root cause because a lot of times you don't even know why you feel bad you just wake up you feel bad or you're angry because something happened 10 years ago not really because someone cut you off so like finding the root problem so that paying attention that really stuck out to me yeah it's um it, it's having your your eyes open and not even though your eyes are open it doesn't really mean that you're awake because your body is made to really kind of economize energy that's why you're so habitual but you don't want to be robotic and complete habits like tomorrow you have a brand new day to do whatever you want to do and if you decide to do the exact same thing you did today which is the easy thing um then, then more power to you. But if you don't change your thoughts, if you don't change anything, if you don't put yourself under the microscope and look and take full responsibility of your habits, your situation, um, but you spend more time and 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 thinking about the cards that you were dealt and and how unfair um, your hand is as a compared as compared to others, um, you wasted a day, and you don't have many days to waste, and it doesn't take much change um, consistently. Uh, to have a profound effect over time. It's really uh, the kind of the compounding factor. Um, it's tough. I mean, the easy thing to do is to judge or to to not really look. I mean, some things, life is really difficult. It's really, really hard. And most some people have, they can find some justifications to, to, to justify um, the way they feel. Um, it's not easy to... <laughs> to stand in face and really look at the source and the root of the, of the problem. And that's keeping your eyes open. And, and cause you're more aware there's five, 10, maybe 15, maybe even 20 things that you are fully aware of in your life that you aren't, you're not fulfilling your potential where you could do a little bit better in a few areas and with, without having to go into the really deep stuff, look at 5, 10, 15 things and do the things that you know that you are fully aware of, that you have 
the competency for to change those things. Whatever it might be, if you realize that maybe I'm not being so nice to my significant other or I was mean to them and you feel something within you that wants to remedy the situation, it takes courage to do that because you, ha- you may have to admit that you're wrong. You may have to admit that the way you're going about your life, your eating habits, the way you talk to people, um, they have to change. And that's not easy. So you either change the outside world to justify your behaviors or you actually change your behaviors. And it's the most courageous thing you can do. And, uh, and I do think that um, if everybody does that and works on themselves as opposed to the outside and the outside, the, the, there are things to, to it's OK. It's about having a balance. You know, you can't be solely focused on you and yourself and being, you know, in some temple on the mountaintop and just meditating all day. I think you're needed here in society, but you have to know when you're overdoing it and you want to have that balance of external and internal awareness uh, at all times. It's that polar thinking that that Zen Buddhism um, has really helped uh, me understand. But in the West here, it's uh, it's very external object uh, infatuation. And uh, I myself was chasing objects, chasing materials, externally focused and neglecting, uh, you know, where all of it really stems from, which is the, the individual psyche. So it's not easy, though. It's it's really hard, which is why very few do it. And the ones that do do it, um, I think uh, they under- <laughs> they understand. It's, yeah, it's it's difficult to express it though. That's the that's is. the thing. It's not just a whole bunch of hocus pocus mystical stuff. Uh, it is a real thing, um, but it's it's courageous to be able to look at yourself with all of your inadequacies. Um, you, it's uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff you're doing right. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you could improve. Oh yeah, um, definitely pat definitely pat yourself on the back because you can. With me, I'm I definitely um don't celebrate the small victories and um i just move on to the next thing and i really don't um you know pat myself on the back and 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 really celebrate anything that i do um trying to get better on that or at that um but you want to be able to be critical but also you know support yourself and love yourself for the things that you do do well because you're you're doing both uh but if you're just focused on the things you do well, and if anybody comes to you to give you some constructive criticism, but you snap at them, um, you're never going to get better because you have to be open to new information. And it's going to hurt because it's going to be against really how you view yourself. And it may be painful to look at those caves of, <laughs> of, uh, of development. But, you know, as some of the greats have, have said, you know, the path that, uh, the things that the thing that is so transformative is really located in the places that you don't want to go into. Right, right, right. And uh, for for me, I just kind of tell myself when I get constructive criticism, which I do like, I I just tell myself, you know what, I'm just gonna humor the idea and just do it. If mm. it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But what if it does? What if it does improve me? And then you took that chance. So, like, 
I just do it like that. I just think of it like, yeah, I'm just going to humor the idea because there's so many people out there that's right, but they're also wrong. So like trying to take the little bits that are right and just combining it, learning from everyone, you know, your coworker, the, the grocery store (laughs) clerk, uh, your, your psychologist, your teacher, they all have something you can learn from. Well, it's, it's, it, (laughs) these are tough conversations because it's tough to make new friends. And when you sit down and you have a water or a beer or a salad with a friend, it's like, okay, you don't poke in the areas that I don't want you to poke in. And I won't poke in the areas with you that you, you know, let's just keep it surface level. You talk to my mask, I'll talk to your mask. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, those are the, 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 that's the feedback that we, feedback that we really need in order to move forward, in in order to be, you know, Brian 2.0, you're going to have to have an honest, you know, recalibration and reflection and contemplation onto who you really are. And there's certain areas that you literally can't see. You, there's pockets of yourself that you can't see. Oh, definitely. Um, they're like, they're legitimately hidden from you. And that's why through other people giving us constructive criticism, although most people are very poor at communicating with themselves, with others. Um, and we generally fill in information with our friends and family because we, <laughs> We usually know what they're going to say. So it's much easier to fill it in and to know what they're going to say as opposed to really consciously listening. But what if they had kind of a Freudian slip where it was a knowledge nugget, but you missed it because you weren't consciously listening? Yeah. You, you filled it in because it was a lazy thing to do. You don't have it's it's very draining to I have these conversations all the time and sometimes I have to take a nap after them. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're really and someone I can point to that that uh, has been really influential uh, for me with regards to having transformative um, conversations is uh, is Carl Rogers, who was a psychotherapist, who uh, kind of a humanistic approach. Who, if you read his theories, and it, it's quite profound that he caught as much uh, crap as he did when he was beginning. But um, there's this you. It's very difficult to be a good listener. I mean, you have to really focus and you have to feel and, and you have to match, you know, if they're a, a visual person or a kinesthetic person or it, it's time consuming. It's much easier to be like, yep, yep. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. All right. See, all right. See, you, bro. Like, it's much easier to do that than to really pry and to ask a few questions because you just open up Pandora's box. And if you don't know how to, sort your way through that chaos, which is just a few questions away for most people. Uh, it's an unemployment, a divorce or an unexpected death from really shaking people up. And I think that's also one way why we don't really connect with people on a deeper level because it scares the hell out of us because I think people are willing to open up. At least to me, I see it. I have deep convos in the gym, uh, a whole bunch of random places no it was random people too yeah and there there's i not to keep being cliche but you know like you can learn something from everybody yeah um i mean you have to know your domain of expertise and sometimes if you're just hanging around the same five friends every week for five ten years and they're not challenging themselves 
then they're never going to give you constructive feedback. Oh, but right. it's your it's your fault for not putting yourself into those new circles of friends. But that's scary because essentially if you hang out with smarter people than you, you feel inferior mm -hmm. or you can say you can see it as an opportunity because exactly like in sports, the if you play up a division, you become better. If you play down, you might look good, but you're, you become stagnant. So it's changing your idea of failure and really seeing it as an opportunity for feedback. And that's, these are, these are cliche statements, but I mean, they are, they're real. These are, these are real things that you can't just say, Oh, that's just a cheesy Instagram post. No, 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 no. It's a real thing. And I think it, people wake up at different times or sometimes never. Um, but it's, um, if you can just once again, like on your day, you say, have I really, you have to reevaluate your friends, even your family members, your significant other, unless you're married and kids and you're pretty much, you know, locked into that. <laughs> but you want to, you want to say, am I really getting something out of this? Or am I even putting anything into it myself? Um, because you can do a whole bunch with where you're at and the resources that you have. A lot of people just want to move or, they think, oh, I can't get it done. I can't get my dreams done with where I'm at. And that's not true. You're not even exhausting your resources whatsoever. Or you're even, you're not even aware of a whole bunch of resources that are even there because you're so scared of putting yourself in certain situations. And once again, you have a justification to think that way, but you're not going <laughs> to, that you have to go into that cave because you come out Brian 2.0, Brian 3.0. And then you see these these challenges as opportunities as opposed to places where I might look foolish, which is just a prerequisite to get anything done. You're going to have to play the fool and then you become the expert. Mm hmm. Uh, yo, I agree. And w what I did to challenge myself and really look within last year, I worked on myself every day. And I worked on myself on reflection and only reflection and I wrote in the journal, I meditated, I really thought the whole year, every day on reflection. And then this year, I'm working on restarting my life because I, I have basically been not who I wanted to be until last year, age 29, I'm now 30. And once I realized that, I wanted to change something. So I needed to look back. Who am I? That's what I needed to do. Once I realized I didn't like where I was, I needed to figure out who I was. Now I know who I am. Now, who do I want to be? And I just really reflect on myself. And then this year I'm working on who I want to be. And I am hitting all my steps and it's actually coming a lot faster than I thought. And mm -hmm. it's it's just amazing that something gonna actually work if you work hard for it every day. It, like you said, we're habitual and you can just redirect your habits to something else. Yeah, discipline is a <clears throat> I think another big portion of that that one blog post. Uh it's tough. It's the it's the it's also you know, these are the difficult conversations that you have to have for yourself where it's like, are you really giving it your all? And, um, and you know the answer to that. 
You know, are you really, really leaving it all out there? And and discipline is such. I mean, it, it's another. It's a skill. It's another. Yeah, it's another prerequisite to to really getting your your life in a nice rhythm. That's really what you're after. It's just a nice, consistent rhythm, day in, day out, and then eventually it becomes uh, part of you, becomes right. second nature, and then you use that big new baseline for further complexity, for further challenges. Um, it's never going to be uh, the world's never going to be you know problem free. It's just that you you begin to become aware of of capacities and strength that you didn't even know that you had. Um, like with me, I used to be very self-conscious about the way that I spoke. Um, one, I was never really aligned with anything that I felt compassionate to speak about in the first place. So I was kind of just a funny guy occasionally. Um, but now I'm, as I, as I hear myself, I'm, I'm proud of it, but I had to become a fool. I had to look silly. I had to put myself in, in peculiar situation where my body was saying, don't go in there. You're going to, you're going to like, you're going to sweat. You're going to stutter. You're going to sound really dumb. But if I just put myself there physically, something in that moment took place where I was like, wow, I didn't realize that I had that kind of potential that was latent, uh, within me. And you, you walk out of that and you say, even if you talked in front of three people or you did a podcast or you put yourself out there on a YouTube live video or like what you're doing with your podcast in the beginning, I mean, I'm sure you had a whole bunch of notes and you were nervous and, and now it's like second nature. And yeah, if yeah. you, if you can, if you can use that, which is a huge win, if you can use that momentum and to go and to look into different categories and different, I hate to use the cave metaphor over, but different, different realms and, and, uh, and, and facets of your daily experience where you say, listen, I know you're scared, but Hey, you were scared before the podcast. Now you're doing it exceptionally well, like second nature. You can do this too. And it all begins to compound and build and build, but uh, discipline, I mean, it's, you, I, you can learn it, I, I, but you just, you, it's like a muscle. If you don't use it, it atrophies and you have to keep consistently watching yourself because you're full of all these autonomous personalities that are feed, you know, feed yourself or drink water or you're tired and you have to maintain all these, these systems and you have all these different personalities, the angry Brian, the, the happy Brian, the compassionate Brian, the, the selfish Brian. And you're just trying to, you're kind of a loose collection of all of these and you have to maintain this and make it work with other people. So you get invited to hang out because we're so social. It's a lot going on. The, the human enterprise and the, the human, you know, social game. It's, it's a lot to be aware simultaneously of out there, but in inside you and how do I feel about this? Or am I being cowardly? in this situation, but what's best is me to go in that door and give that speech. Or do you really feel sick and you should listen to your body? I mean, it's time consuming, but you begin to get in the flow state and equilibrium of a nice balance between what's out there. It's essentially one foot in one foot in structure and one foot in chaos, one foot in the known things that you're aware of and one foot in the unknown, because for you to learn anything, you have to put one foot in the unknown. And then you come back and you, well, it's known. And then you go out into the unknown and you keep coming back as opposed to staying safe, staying safe, you know, and not, and just building thicker walls. 
that's not a good plan because the dragons get bigger and bigger and bigger. You got to keep going out, getting back in, going out, getting back in, whether it's a toe or you just go cannonball. Those are different, you know, personalities and temperaments that, you know, you do what's best for you. Um, but you have to, you got to do it yourself. And, uh, it's exciting to see, you know, so many people with the, the human, the personal developments, but it's not easy. It's not sexy. It's really, really scary. And, uh, the things that are really difficult for you, I might find them quite easy, but the things that are really difficult for me, you might find them like, Oh, that's a breeze, Wes. So you got to be, you know, careful when people do give you feedback because they don't see the same world you do in a very real sense. I mean, there is infinite variable. So, um, keep listening to people. Keep, like you had said, you know, trying on different, different, uh, different thoughts, different ideas. Um, but you got to listen to yourself and you got to know, <laughs> you know, when things aren't really aligned with you or maybe it's poor timing. Like you don't want to just go out and, you know, courageously attack everything because you'll be a nervous, anxious wreck and you'll age like crazy. So like Brian's rhythm is different from Wes's rhythm, but if you're speaking from your heart and you're really pushing yourself and then you relax and you push yourself some more, um, then you just know, you just know you're in a good rhythm and, uh, and you're building your strength. You're building your capacity. You're not making the world any safer because the world is a very scary and tough place. You're just getting stronger and stronger by each little dragon that you slay. And, and, and people are inspired by that. Your kids, your friends, they see that. And some might knock you down. Um, but that's normal because essentially you're the new ideal, you know, like in the beginning, my, I would, I stopped drinking, you know, I don't drink anymore. And in the beginning, your friends tease you because it's like, dang it. Well, how come he can have a good time and not drink? And it, it, cause what you do is you create an ideal for you yourself and then it judges you. And that's a big, big thing where you have someone who is living their truth, doing what they know that they should do. And, and you see that you're like, man, I either got to get on with it or I don't want to hang out with that guy. Cause he's a buzzkill <laughs> because he's what I want to be. And if I don't become that, then it judges me because I, it just reinforces the notion that I'm not doing what I can, that I'm not doing what I should do and that I'm not actually my high actualizing my highest potential. So there's a whole bunch going on, but uh, if you focus and you slow down um, and you just take a day by day, decision by decision, um, I do believe that magic, uh, magic does happen. Awesome. I want to ask you, yeah, you, you talked a, a little bit about it, skim the surface, but I wanted to ask you, do you, you remember a time when you were not mastering your day? Oh yeah. I would say my twenties, <laughs> my whole twenties were, um, you know, just getting by on, you know, my original model of knowledge. You know, I wasn't really reading at all in my twenties and I stopped getting what I wanted because if you get what you want and you're you're based on, you know, people, you know, or, you know, you're smart enough or it's, I don't think you really put yourself under the microscope until you're not getting what you want, or you have an ideal, you have a dream and your current habits aren't actualizing it. Um, that was really, 
yeah, it wasn't very disciplined. It wasn't very organized. And you know, now that I look back, um, you know, most of my twenties, it was pretty hectic. It was, uh, focused on, on the things that, um, that weren't fulfilling, but I think you have to do a whole bunch of, you have to be disorganized to be organized, right? To understand what organization is, you have to be undisciplined. Although I was disciplined, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't have like a, an ideal, you know, a real nice aim. I was disciplined with regards to my work ethic, but I was, you know, doing a whole bunch of different jobs that I wasn't really passionate about. And it felt like uh, the gears were grinding. I wasn't really aligned and, and, and deeply inspired. And so, yeah, I mean, I was disciplined, but it wasn't as consistent and it, it didn't, you know, my days, activities and, and habits and routines and, um, and awareness definitely wasn't the twenties are tough. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm 31 now, be 32 in June. And, um, the twenties are really, really tough. Not everybody makes it out. Uh, you can, you can, you'd be stuck there you, and be, 50. you don't know much. You don't know much, man. Like I, in my twenties, I, I, I thought I, <laughs> you thought you think you know it all, you yeah. know, or you have the opposite where you think you know nothing and you don't want that either. But, um, you know, twenties are, are definitely tough and we live in some peculiar times where, <clears throat> you know, people are changing professions pretty quickly and it's not like, you know, in the early, you know, 1930s, 40s, 50s and 60s where, you know, you, you had a pretty nice path laid out if you wanted to do this job and you can guarantee you'd make this money and you can have this kind of home. Uh, at least out here in SoCal, it, it's tough. It's, uh, it's hard to find jobs that that pay enough consistently to have a certain lifestyle. I mean, it's it's pretty difficult, but I think that's consistent throughout the nation. Um, so if you can make it out of your 20s and you hopefully don't make too many drastic mistakes, um, then you do a whole bunch of jobs that you're not inspired to find out when you do find one that does scratch the itch, then you know. And that's the whole polar thinking. You you can't know what happiness is until you're really sad. You can't know what a great job is until you've had some not so great jobs. You mm -hmm. can't know what real love is unless you've dated a few people that really weren't aligned with you. So it gets back to once again, you don't chalk it up as a loss. You don't say, Oh, I wasted my time at doing this or doing that. There was something there that you did learn. Even if you just learned that that's not for you, that is that is a lesson and an education comes in, in many, many different ways. But if you don't pay attention and you have to repeat the class, then, then your eyes aren't open and you're not paying attention. And, um, if you have to keep repeating classes, um, life has a way of definitely grinding you down. So, uh, there's enough there if your eyes are open to, to make your way through this thing. Awesome. I, I totally agree that that that's from personal experience that I always feel that artists are pretty exceptional people. Like you could write, be a writer, uh, a painter, musician. And a lot of them people tend to have like backstories where they're just like, just kicked to the dirt, just all their life. And it's it's like it takes that for them to make this beautiful thing 
And yeah, I, I, I agree. Cause I wouldn't feel so proud of myself if I wouldn't have worked on myself and it took me to go all the way to the bottom of, of a deep, dark hole to realize I need to work on myself. So if I was at a constant state of being, say like I, I was in my 20s and I never had a hard impact, then I wouldn't know that known that I needed to work on myself. So it kind of took that hit that actually helped me out. And the grind was, it was tough. You know, it was the hardest thing. Like you said, it's one of the hardest things you can do is change who you are, like redesign yourself. You've always been there, but you have to find that person in there and, and take them out because, you know, you've kind of forgotten who you are. And now you can mold that person and get rid of the, the fluff. Yeah, I agree. You don't really have a choice. You're either going to continuously keep getting ground up, yep, or you or you make that that choice, and that you're going to have to sacrifice some things. You're going to have to sacrifice hanging out with your friends if you want to do some more reflection. Um, you make a deal with the future, and uh, and that's a real that's a real thing. You're not going to be able to take your old your old life, your old habits, your old routine into that next level, into that next new transformation. It's going to have to burn away. Um, you're going to have to do away with those, those kind of neurological structures, those, those habits that are deeply a part of you. But that can scare people once again. Like you can make a whole bunch of justifications as to why you shouldn't do it. Um, it doesn't mean that's, you should do it, but I understand why it, it, you know, people don't do it. It's, um, it's very, very challenging. You essentially have to doubt you have to say i may not know what i think i know or i may not be as smart as i think i am or i might be it, it it's really it's you that's your fault and if you compare yourself to where you were yesterday i mean that's the best comparison that's the best perspective you can have don't compare brian to west but you can you compare brian you know, April is it April? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, April, Brian, April nineteenth to Brian, April eighteenth. You know, did you right. were you fa were you cut off where on the road where usually you give some guy a bird, but today you just took three deep breaths and you realized, hey, that guy, you know, I'm not going to let that guy pass on his fury into me because if I embody that, then I'm no better. You know, and then, hey, you won. You won because right there you're developing that habit because whatever you do today has a higher probability of actually occurring tomorrow. And you have to look at that. I mean, that's a very scientific, you know, probabilistic Elon Musk view of things. But you have infinite possibilities tomorrow. Are you just going to go in your closet, put the same suit on and the same personality and the same habits and eat the same breakfast and tell your wife the same hello and goodbye and it, no, 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 no. You, you can choose to do that, but that is your choice. No one's holding you down. No one's making you do that. If you read, you know, like a new book, a new passage each day, you just, you do a little bit each day. You can't take on a whole bunch because it's not going to stick. It's too shocking to the system and you got to keep track of it. So it's just compare yourself to yesterday. And you had mentioned uh, journaling and that has been something that's been very uh very helpful to for me as well mm -hmm. you just do whatever works for you just start 
because you know enough, you know where to begin. And as you begin, things just begin to happen. And it's difficult in the beginning, like anything, because you're doing something new. You're doing something unfamiliar. You're essentially stepping into chaos. You're essentially stepping into the dragon's lair. I mean, it is scary. It's not easy. But if you do it voluntarily, it's not going to be nearly as difficult than if it involuntarily happens to you. Because you're going to have to go into some very difficult situations. But if you don't have the capacity... And if you don't voluntarily choose to transform, then the moment those big things take place, there is a high chance that you're going to be absolutely useless for those around you. But if you voluntarily, over time, are building strength by putting yourself into unfamiliar situations and realizing that you have the potentials and the, and the intelligence to work your way through whatever situation you might find yourself, voluntarily do it. So that when it involuntarily happens, which it will, you know how to fall back on previous victories and say, you know what, I can do it. I can do it. I'm going to make my way through it and I'm going to help others. You can be useful. I mean, it's it's. Um, or not. I mean, this is this is a choice that we all have to have to make and we can. You can hang out with a whole bunch of people that are not actually not actualizing their potential so that you can justify it. Like, well, you know, Tom's not doing anything and Vicky over there is not doing anything. So I don't have to do anything. You can you can play that game all you want. But I think there comes a point in, you know, in most people's life, I think um, it, it didn't. It definitely happened to me where I felt like I wasn't. I wasn't fully actualizing my my potential and I wasn't that there was something much, much bigger. I didn't know how I knew this, but there was something much bigger that um, that was waiting for me. And uh, I couldn't describe it to anybody. I'm very intuitive. I do listen to myself and my body, the way it feels. And it, it, it's highly irrational and it doesn't make any sense from a scientific approach, but because you can't. <laughs> put that in a jar and weigh it and you know but there is something there if you can just slow down you uh you don't have to do it alone it's um it's almost like you you get support it's weird it's very weird but uh it's exciting because you'll find other people that uh, that are that are really giving it their all and then you become friends with them and then they support you and you support them and you're building a tribe and it's it's just really hard in the beginning right to because you're either going down or you're going up and you get go down and down and down and down faster and faster and faster or you go up and up and up and up faster and faster i think it's the Pareto distribution i mean it's you have to know which way you're trending and people know this you know exactly which way you're trending and if you're trending up keep doing it keep doing it uh, if you're trending down, then you're aware definitely of a few things in your life, within your vicinity, that you have the potential and the, and the capacity for. Change those things. If it's, you know, having a water as opposed to a beer or not eating at 2 a.m. when you wake up because you're hungry. Like, <laughs> just bringing awareness to something has quite uh, transformative powers. But don't listen to me. Don't Don't take my word for it. Mm -hmm. Try it. Right. Don't. Uh, that's the thing is eventually you got to put the books down eventually because the, the books are for beginners. 
And uh, I mean, I'm constantly reading, but it has to be put in action because if it's not actualized and it didn't really occur, it's, and some people can get, can get caught in books or caught on campus and just be professional students. And I, I, I see that because the world is a scary place and it's easier to just be in school for your whole life and then to become a teacher and all that stuff. But you have to put it to use, you know, with your spouse, with your kids, with, with your community. And, uh, and then you have these tools, you have courage, you have intelligence, you have compassion, you can see their perspective. You're essentially unstoppable and you can do it. And I feel like everybody has that potential. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. It's going to take all of you. But what else are you doing? I mean, it's, you got to answer the call. Yeah. Do you uh, have any uh, bad days now? Do you ever fall off? <clears throat> um, I don't put myself in as many situations where um, I'm really on my own schedule and my own rhythm. And um, like I'll have occasionally friends that say, hey, do you want to do this? And I, I, I kindly say no. Um, so I used to maybe say, yeah, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. And I know, like, <laughs> I have a goal, I have my rhythm, I know what works for me, I have my own schedule, and I really value my time. And um, a lot of things that I would have bad days, I, won't, I don't have bad days, I have moments where you can definitely um, say, hey, I could have done more here or done this or that. And then you you gotta it's like foot when i was playing football you just gotta you gotta forget the last play so definitely learn what you can from it and then you just flush it down you forget about it you play the next play because if you're thinking about the last play then you're gonna affect the current play and then it just compounds where eventually it's like okay you know whether it's through dream or whether it's through i don't know synchronicities if there is a trauma uh, which if something's bothering you for over, I think it's like 16 months, 16 months, it's probably traumatic. And, and you can maybe something happened there that you still haven't rationally built a philosophy for to move forward from that. Um, and that's what I've had the luxury of the past two years. So I haven't been really externally obligated in a lot of different endeavors. So I've had a lot of free time to patch up some stuff. Um, so you got to listen to yourself. Like if it is dreams or whatever it might be, that's reoccurring or reoccurring thoughts, wherever those come from, um, do some, do some, do some deep diving there. Um, because once you really get to the root of it and the source and you, and you have a, a nice comprehension of it, you can move forward and it'll, and then that thought and that dream will never come to you again. Your body's trying to tell you something. So, um, with me, I try to definitely not go after the dragon. I go to, go after like where all the dragons come from and usually right. it's it's me and it's my fault like what am i not seeing and it may not even be a problem it might be the problem might be my view of the problem and um yeah it's uh so i don't have any bad days that that's <clears throat> i have enough perspective it's how you um, look at your days yeah, I have moments. Absolutely. Like I'll, I'll get cut off by people or I'll walk by somebody in the gym and they'll like bump into me where, but you got to know, you can't fight all the battles and you just try to find a place of understanding. Like I understand why, uh, a lot of people do what they do. 
and um, and that's fine. You know, that's their that's their thing. But uh, I'm not gonna. You can call it, you know, transmuting. Like if you're having a bad day, you you can't pass it on to me. Like I don't mind helping you with it, but I'm not gonna empathetically like embody that pain with you. It doesn't help you if I drown with you in that sorrow. Um, you're either being pulled down or you're lifting others up. So, you know, if it, if something's coming to me, I write it down. I can, I'll address it. You know, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, but I don't find I'm not, um, moving so fast and, on other people's expectations where a lot of problems occur, you know, it's, uh, I try to keep things pretty, pretty simple. And I think before I speak and, um, that's, you know, a- like, I don't have drama. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, if I have no problem walking away from any kind of relationship, that's not, that's not, um, really, um, supporting me. And, uh, really aligned with me. And I got friends that I, that I won't talk to for six months and then we'll go, go hang out. And it's like nothing passed. You know, we had to let some time pass by, you know, we got to let life take a hold. Uh, it's, um, but the, you know, your people that are, that are always there and, um, you know, you don't guilt trip them for not hanging out with you. That's not, that's an attached person. That's not a friendship. So, um, and you just feel more comfortable on your own over time. Like you, you want to become whole as opposed to dating someone to fill your other half that you don't want to develop. No, no, you go, you, you go become whole yourself. Then and once you're whole yourself, you tend to run into other exactly. whole people. Yeah, that's the weird, the weird thing. And that's one thing that I always kind of state to people is I can't, you can only connect with somebody as deeply as you've connected with yourself. And it's not like a Hallmark card, cheesy cliche thing. Like I've had a lot of surface level people around me because I was a surface level guy. And as the depth came, the interaction with depth, I'll tell you what surface level people don't want to hang out with depth people. It's just, it just doesn't happen. At least from my, my experience and my, my observations. So, um, Stop dating and heal yourself. And um, exactly, yep, I agree. Or don't. But um, <laughs> like, here's you know, this is not like a. a it works for me, and yeah, of course, it, yeah. it works for. I mean, to be honest, I I think it is. Uh, it's a hell of a. It'll get you on. It'll get you going. I don't know where your path will go or anything like that, but uh, I would say it's based on the games that we're playing. I'd say it is true. A lot of these things that we, that we talked about. I mean, can you put it into action? I mean, that's the thing. Like eventually you got to put the podcast down, put the books down, put the, you got to become your own hero. You're the hero of your own story. And this is probably the biggest thing is stop like idolizing everybody. And because you can do what they do in, a, in the arena that you were meant for. And it's going to take all of your energy and all of your time to read and to talk to others and to build your own, like the superstars aren't watching TV, you know, they're resting or they're building their life. It's stop consuming and start creating. And, uh, I think that if we all do that, then, uh, nothing but good things can happen from that. I mean, 
Yeah, it definitely pays off to, to yeah, start to full responsibility yeah. and 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 uh, and give it your. Don't waste this opportunity. I mean, these are these are interesting times, but there is a lot of opportunity, and um, you, you can be a pessimist or an optimist, man, and uh, try both both reality tunnels on. You know, do it for a month and see which one feels better. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're going to be, unless you're nihilistic, you know, on the fence, neutral, which I don't think you are. Um, like you're going to have to be one or the other. Are you right. pessimistic? Or are you optimistic? Are you paranoid and neurotic or are you, and I mean, some can't make that fluid of a change, but, uh, if you can't try it and you don't know what you can do until you try it. So, right. uh, I, I, I'm highly, yeah. I'm highly optimistic. Same. I'm, I'm not, I'm not naive, but, right. Um, we know what people do. We know that people usually don't follow through, but still, for some reason, I'm optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, it's not overall. Yes, I'm. I think that once again, because the I'm more an optimist because I know what the alternative is, and it just makes me paranoid. Like it doesn't. It's not helping me either. So it's almost like a lesser of two evils. Um, but you want to be able to intelligently and logically work your way, work your way through things and evaluate things. And, you know, you can't just trust me, like the, the course of human history has been an absolute nightmare. Like if you look at it, it's been really brutal. Um, but I think, I think we're going in the, you know, all I can do is my part. And, um, I think I operate better optimistically than, than pessimistically because, Nobody wants to hang out with me if I'm pessimistic. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch of data out there. Are you going to use that data to, you know, create a formula for happiness or, or, or sadness? And you can you can you can justify both models. Um, but you know, one seems to work better for me. But you can't be optimistic unless there's pessimistic. So I get I understand that that perspective that side. Um, but. I'm not going to join them over there because it's kind of dreary. <laughs> not very fun. Not very fun parties over there. <laughs> so, uh, breaking the monotony out of the day, it can seem daunting. It's you know, it's it's tough. Like just for example, cutting out caffeine. That's like one of the world's hardest things to do. So, how does one do this? Let's just say, just a monotonous day. Like I go to work. Like I'm depressed. I wake up. I go to work. I come home. I maybe go to the store before I come home. Maybe watch a show. Go to bed and repeat. Ooh, I mean, everybody has a a different way of of approaching uh, <clears throat> change. Um, I would just something honestly, that I would, someone's I would have, listening, someone's listening. That's like, yeah. you know, like, say, what can, they can do? you do? What can you change? Because you want to, you want to set a goal that you can obtain. Cause if not, then you're just going to say, Oh, I'm a failure. I can't even stop this. So you want to choose something that you know, you can actually do. It might be challenging, but you could actually stop it. And then you work to item two or three. You don't become, you know, a Buddha or something like that <laughs> within a day, like, nor would you even want to, that was his thing. Do your own thing. But like, you know, this is the, it's very tough to give specifics, but you know, like one time, like with me, I mean, I can only use myself as an example. Uh, 
but you got to choose something that you're like, okay, you know, I know I shouldn't do this, or I'm anxious when I drive to the office, but anxiety is, is time-based as well. Like maybe you're leaving late. So if you want a more relaxed commute, maybe, maybe you wake up 15 minutes earlier. And with me, I, I put everything on Google calendar. Um, I don't like to just feel my way through a day. Um, I think it's really important to intuitively and creatively use the right hemisphere of the brain and, and, but you need to have those creative moments within structure. And what I would highly encourage anybody to do, which is what I tell my clients to do is to really live by your calendar and put everything down, even birthdays of your nephews and nieces that you always forget use Google calendar. I mean, it's pretty available to everybody at this point or iCal, but put your, put your whole day down, put your whole week down sleeping. What time you get up, you want, you have to get a routine. You can't recreate your day every day. And that's the whole magic of building your day is okay. Every day you go to bed at 10 PM. Okay, well, how are you sleeping? If you're not sleeping very well, are you watching really engaging TV before that? Because it doesn't take a rocket science, rock scientist to, to figure the immediate stuff around us out. But okay, what time are you waking up? Do you feel groggy? Okay, well, did you eat 30 minutes before you went to bed? Maybe that's why. And you're backed up and your stomach hurts. Okay. Are you drinking a whole bunch of coffee? Okay, that's fine. You know, that's going to be one of the last things that we get rid of because it, it is a chemical dependence. But are you putting a lot of creamer in it? But what if you put one drop less of creamer in? Then celebrate that and go about your whole day the same exact thing. And then the next day, you're probably going to not, you're going to remember like, oh, yep, I'm going to do my little one drop less of creamer. And you say, mm, maybe I can, maybe I can do one, two less. And then you play these little games with yourself, but you start with, with, with what are your, what you're already doing. You don't say, Oh, I wonder what Wes or Brian's day look like. I'm going to do that because you're not going to do that. So find a little, a little pocket where it's like, you know what? Every Friday my coworkers go out and I always say no because I'm nervous or whatever your excuse is. And you want to play these games like, you know what? I'm going to go out this Friday. I am going to say yes. And uh, you just keep playing these little games. You keep shocking your system. Uh, there's one one author that uh, who's been pretty profound in my at one stage of my uh, path and, or journey, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's Colin Wilson, and he he always talks about this balance of like 50, 50, 51, 49 of you and the robot. So when you do something new, it's definitely you present doing it. Like when you ride a bike, you're consciously doing that. But over time, the robot of you takes over where you don't even have to think that you're riding the bike. You just ride the bike. That's why you can drive a car now while thinking about your dreams or a fight you had. Because the robot's driving the car, the robot aspect of you. But you consciously are thinking of something else or texting hopefully not but doing other things so you can have a really in-depth conversation on the phone or listen to a podcast and you'll be like how the hell did i get home i didn't even really focus on driving home 
I was listening to Joe Rogan or something, and I, my robot part of me got me home. It's really peculiar. So you have to keep taking your life back from the robot. So if the robot always has a full cup of three cups of coffee and a whole bunch of creamer, you have to intrude on the robot and say, nope, this morning we're going to have one less cup or, you know, we're going to drive, leave one hour for the commute as opposed to 45 because I'm always a little anxious that I'm, I'm always cutting it too close. So maybe I wake up 15 minutes before. Um, you just you keep taking your life back away from the robot. And then you do that for a year, those little micro routines that you enhance your whole life can change. And then you, you become, you know, you don't even get, you're not even recognizable to your family, which brings a whole bunch of new things where it's like, Hey, you've changed Brian. It's like, yeah, for the better though, but they don't like that because they didn't ask you to change. And people want consistency and we won't go there because we don't have time. But, <laughs> um, you just look with me. I, <laughs> with me, I, at times I, I, it's weird. Like the robot, I wake up, and I'll go to the fridge and I'll eat something at like two in the morning. And right when I get done, I'm like, damn it. Because usually I go to the gym really early and I really like to work out on an empty stomach. But if I doesn't happen every night at all, but randomly it's like I, the robot goes and just wants to get something to eat. You know, the, the one aspect of me, the autonomous midnight craving food personality and I'm like, damn it, because that messes up my workouts, right? And then if your workouts aren't as good because you ate food at 2 a.m. and didn't digest properly, then that affects the it, – see, it's it's a domino effect. Right. And you really have to, to view your precious magical day and not let other people's expectations or other people's opinions or anything affect your structured magical day that works perfectly with you and your circadian rhythms and your – and all that you just you just it's a um, hyper efficiency where you're just making small tweaks but 30 small tweaks oh man it's you're going you've got that momentum uh, you right. can't you can't you can't skip levels like you can't go from your body would go in shock your your brain would go you're just not wired that way to make profound transformations overnight. No, no, it's, it's too alarming. That's just not how your physiological structure is made up. So you just do these small wins. And then if it does happen, you celebrate it. Maybe you say, yay. And then you keep going because you're better than that. And you can, don't, uh, don't stop there. That wasn't your life accomplishment, but you just, you see like, Hey, I was, I was aware. I didn't just routinely robotically go through my morning. I was consciously aware that when I was pouring my creamer that I shouldn't have it. And bringing that awareness is really all it needs to change. I mean, that's the whole. So if you want to think robot and take your life back from the robot, however, whatever metaphor works for it's good. You know, you. yeah, it's great. You work with the robot, you know, exactly. It is your friend. You don't fight it yeah. because it, it economizes energy. Because you don't want to learn how to drive a car every morning, but you have to know when it's serving you and when it's the same as like yeah. romantic r romantic relationships. Like you do want to spice it up because eventually the robot is going to be the one at the movies with your girlfriend. If you just <laughs> always have the same date night, 
yeah. and you have the same conversation with your wife, then you're not really with your wife. You're the robot is. Yeah, like, you just ask here. some different questions. But yeah, if you don't find, start with you. Change you. Don't change your family. Don't change your right. friends. Change you first. And then the weird thing is that the world changes when you change because the only world you know is the world between your ears, which is a different podcast episode that we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, I could definitely uh, do another episode in the future for sure. Uh, do you have anything exciting coming up? I got school in the fall, um, which is going to be it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely nervous and uh <clears throat> And it's definitely unknown, unfamiliar to te- territory, but um, it's it's obvious um, when you slow down. It's just um, you know you know what you should do, and it's okay to go and commit to things, even though you're not prepared for them. Although I am prepared, but for other people, if you just know something's really meant for you, but you feel like you're not good enough, or you feel like you're not smart enough, no, 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 no. Like commit because the committing to it, then essentially that's going to be looming over your head. Like, man, I got to give that speech in 30 days. And you know what? You get it done. You get it done. So it's, um, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about the school starting and it's going to obviously open up a whole bunch of new challenges, but, um, I'm, uh, I'm ready for it. So, Awesome. That's really the only. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, you're, you're going in your doctoral program, and that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, a lot, I, it's a lot of uh, time. It's very time consuming. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a full time it's a full time thing. But um, yeah, I, I want to be a teacher one day. I want to. I have I have pretty vividly my my dream. Um, I mean, it's pretty. I know exactly what I want, and um, good. I'm willing to to do the things that uh, that get me there. So it's uh, yeah, that's really going to be the biggest thing on my on my plate. And uh, nice, just continue continuing to to help out, you know, my friends and family, um, and being part of their life in a in a in a positive positive way. Because I have a lot of friends and family that. Um, that love to talk to me because they're they're giving it their best and they're putting themselves in unfamiliar whether they're highly agreeable and they're finally having these difficult conversations with their spouse or family members that they should have had years ago. Um, these are like these really fun, engaging conversations that um, that really show me what like oh this is what a friendship is like where someone can really really push you like man i was a terrible friend back then because it was usually a selfish request or um you know and these are things like anybody listening like you should think about like am i being as good a friend as i should be and you're probably not i mean this is like the reality is we're highly inadequate in a lot of areas so imagine what a couple tweaks here and there can do i mean you'll be fishing with dynamite i mean because most people don't do any of the stuff that we just talked about <laughs> right i mean right. that's the reality they turn this off and they go back to robot yeah and i and i get it um but imagine if you just it, it's going to take all of you to really accomplish what you're here for um but it does happen i do think if you make a valiant effort 
something transpires where the world like reconfigures itself to actually get it done. But if you just want like a huge cruise ship and you're not willing to do anything for it and you say, oh, dreams don't come true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not a dream. That was a highly unstructured fantasy. That's not a dream. I mean, if you really know what you're here for and or at least the next step, like it's hard to project 10 years from now. Like if you know what to do tomorrow that you didn't do today, but and if you do that, something transformative happens or that goes away, you become level two and then a new thing will come up and then you become level three, level four, and you view yourself as the hero in your own video game. Yeah, definitely. Like if I think back 10 years ago, Oh man, if I knew what I was doing now, I think I would be pretty pumped. Like, I'd be like, life's all right. But I look now, I do look 10 years from now and, you know, I like to vision that, but it's not going to be that just like, I never thought I was going to podcast. I started off as a singer songwriter. Then I was a, a, a runner and then I composed for films and video games and now I'm podcasting and it's like I didn't I did not know I would be doing this it's like I have that passion in all of that it's just I'm pivoting and I don't I don't care what I do if I keep that passion like if I go and do something else and that's what happens to be my calling like then I want to do that no matter what I don't care if it's something I never thought I would be doing like if I was an announcer on WWE I'd be like guys I don't know how this happened but for some reason I'm the announcer on WWE (laughs) like Uh, you know like yeah well doors open up and see you can't just go from like to become like WWE announcer I mean there's steps involved you see if you really look like there's no overnight successes there really isn't if you really look at people's stories and if you want to spend that much time on their individual story, you'll see it was closed door after closed door after synchronistic happening, which led to a closed door and a closed door with another synchronistic happening, which led to this person passing them and them giving like an elevator pitch. Like if you just keep consistently, you win if you keep persistence. I mean, that's right. really, but, but persist, then reflect. Don't be like persistently ignorantly chasing things like you need to keep getting feedback and saying hey man like you're not going to be that if you keep doing this dumb stuff and drinking every night or something so yeah you have to keep if you're persistent over time and you reflect and then you reconfigure yourself to become you level up um then then you will win and you will you will get exact and maybe not wwe you'll be espn or something like that like i don't think the specifics are those change the specifics, but the the position, the the overall thing, because who knows, it might even be bigger than that. Like it's, you definitely want to shoot for the stars, high aim, but I mean, it's it's a brutal process. But if you're persistent and um, you you allow for some some pivoting, like you had alluded to, um, something magical happens, and it could be even far more uh, incredible than you could even conceptually perceive yourself i mean it's uh, right. there is something magical going on if if you give yourself give yourself to it 
and you get out of your own way because a lot of us are much more harsh on ourselves than the reality. Uh, we might be highly influential and inspirational to certain people, even though we beat ourselves up every day. So, um, because we hear our own stories every day in our own head. So we think it's boring, but your boring story could be somebody else's gold and it could be something that really inspires them to take, to take their, their step. And, um, and there's very few things more, more rewarding than that. Awesome, man. This is a great conversation. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to it again. Like I'm excited to be honest. And I think this is something people should listen to like three times, you know, like really listen to this information. It was very, lots of knowledge in this episode. And I, it's, I think this is one of my favorite ones. It's like you, you have like a lot of the, the scientific terms that you can explain in a very practical way. Well, thank you. So where can everyone find you? Uh, my website is Wes Pinkston, W-E-S-P-I-N-K-S-T-O-N.com. Uh, and then um, on social media like Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, it's uh, it's just the, <laughs> the Wes Pinkston. So, um, yeah, I, the one I'm most active on is, is Instagram, which, which is just the Wes Pinkston. And uh, definitely DM me, um, email me if you if you want westpinkston at gmail dot com if you have any questions. And uh, I think that's uh, that's enough enough handles for <laughs> yeah. Cool. But but don't spend too much time on social media. You want to get on. You want to create something. And you want to get off. Don't consume other people's content except for Brian's. <laughs> All right. So if there is one thing people should leave away from this podcast what would that one thing be um look at your routine today which is probably going to be your routine tomorrow um and uh try to you know isolate and find one thing that uh, that you could improve on that you know you could and do it tomorrow and if not if you, if you can't do it tomorrow then i want you to realize how difficult it is to change yourself to not beat yourself up but be persistent and try it again the next day and the next day, and the next day. And um, I think your body will say, whoa, okay, this person is actually trying to change something. We will work with him. He hasn't been trying to change anything for a while, and we all fell asleep inside of him. So, all right, you know, he's trying to change something. We're all going to uh, give our best effort, and then it will it'll get done. Great. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that too, even though, you know, I, even though I feel so much better working on myself. I can always change something in my day. So I'm going to work on that as well. Me too. It's a, it's an infinite rabbit hole. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't end. So, so take your time with it. It, it, There is no destination. It is a consistent process. Um, you're, you're more of a process than you are like a noun. You're not a thing. You are a process. So slow down, take a deep breath. Don't be too hard on yourself, but know when you're being too soft and, and find that, that delicate balance. But I'm constantly, trying to change things in my life and tonight i'm not going to eat in the morning at 2 (laughs) a.m good good deal all right man i'm gonna let you go thank you for coming on to the podcast thank you all right you have a good night